Good morning. Um, so we've been, had a season about talking about discipleship, following Jesus, and we had a series uh, during this autumn. And this morning I want to talk to you about practicing the way of Jesus. Last week, uh, Trevor Lloyd shared with us about the call to come and die. Ruth has already mentioned it. And um, the Bible teaches us that to be a follower of Jesus, when we become a Christian, we start to follow him, that our old life dies. And that we have a new life. In fact, the Bible says that we are new creations. And baptism, baptism in water, symbolises this beautifully. I'm looking forward to seeing the baptistry open and people going down to be baptised again. Because when you go down into the waters of baptism, it's like you've died and you're now being buried. That's your old life dying. And then when you come up out of the water, it symbolises you being raised up in resurrection life. And it's such a wonderful, beautiful thing to see. We know that we have to learn to die to our own ways, to our own selfish way of thinking and being centred. And instead we come alive to walk in Jesus' ways, to walk in his paths, no longer living for ourselves, but following the path of Jesus, the way of Jesus. Instead of living for ourselves and becoming whatever, we want to become like Jesus. We want to do what he did and practice his ways. You know, early Christians didn't call themselves Christians. They called themselves followers of the way because they recognised that they need to walk in the same way, the same paths that Jesus did. I mean, the very first disciples, those who were called, those that decided to walk with him, to be taught by him, they literally walked in the same paths. They literally walked on the same roads. They literally walked in his way. And as they did that, they learnt the ways of Jesus as well. They learnt how to behave. And then after Jesus died and was ascended and the Holy Spirit was sent out, that early church they saw themselves also as walking in Jesus' ways. And hence they called themselves followers of the way. So how do we practice the way of Jesus? I mean, how could we possibly do what he did? He did so much, didn't he? I mean, the very last verse of the book of John, the Gospel of John, having written so much about what Jesus has done, said... This isn't everything. If everything that Jesus had done was written down, the world wouldn't be big enough to contain the books that would be written. So in terms of sheer quantity, I mean, how can we possibly walk in the ways of Jesus? And how can we be like him even? I mean, that seems impossible. Even with a fairly cursory understanding of what Jesus was like, it makes you think that is a very high bar that's been set. I feel very encouraged by the Apostle Paul. He says that we are transformed into God's image by one degree of glory to another. It's, it's a process. He says that in, you'll find that in uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 3. And it's the work of the Spirit in us. So be encouraged. We're not expected to be the complete work on day one. It's a process that we go through. And... I need to point out to you that it doesn't happen automatically. Just because you have become a Christian and you have longevity, you've been around for a while since you made that decision to follow him, 
You don't automatically become like him. You actually have to do something. You have to practice the ways of Jesus. You have to put things into practice. There are many scriptures, just read the New Testament letters, um, and the Gospels actually, you think, there's a long list of things to do here. I love the verses in particular where it says, make every effort to. I think, make every effort? Well, that sounds a bit like work. And that is because following the ways of Jesus does include application and work. So what is the way of Jesus? Well, I suppose primarily would say the way of Jesus is the way of love. We know, don't we, because the Bible teaches us that God is love. And Jesus came to show us what God is like. So he's come to show us the way of love. I mean, he did many things. He, he performed miracles. He healed the sick. He raised the dead. He taught people about God. He taught people about the kingdom of God, the ways of God. He challenged people who are in error. He particularly rebuked the hypocrisy of leaders. He fed people who were hungry. He washed the disciples' feet after a long day's journey. He grieved with those who grieved. He just spent time with people. He walked with them. He was interested in them. And his whole life was just a life laid down of self-sacrifice. And all these things, if you had to sum them up, you'd say, well, it's the way of love. Because all of these amazing things that he did, the spectacular and the ordinary, all was rooted in the fact that love, well, I was going to say love with his motivation, but I'm, it's much deeper than that. Love was at his very core, the very core of his being. And I want to say that it needs to be at the core of our being too. It needs to be what motivates us. It needs to be what is inside us when we're doing things. It's important we do things, but it needs to come out of a heart's motivation of love. We've said as we've looked at this uh, series on discipleship, we've talked about being a disciple as being with Jesus, as becoming like Jesus, and doing what Jesus did. And these second two, becoming like Jesus and doing what Jesus did, I think are summed up really well in this uh, passage we can look at together. It's from Ephesians chapter 5 and it's verses 1 and 2. And I'm reading this from the New Living Translation. So it says, Imitate God, therefore, in everything you do, because you are his dear children. Live a life filled with love. Follow the example of Christ. He loved us and offered himself as a sacrifice for us, a pleasing aroma to God. In the Old Testament, it speaks about the sacrifices that were made. When the, the smoke went up to heaven, it was like a pleasing aroma to God. And when Jesus laid down his life as a sacrifice for us, motivated and led by love, it was like a pleasing smell to God's nostrils. But look again at verse 1. It says, imitate God. There's something to do. Verse 2, live a life filled with love. There's something to do. I love the way the Amplified Version puts verse 1. It says this, therefore become imitators of God, copy him and follow his example as well-beloved children imitate their father. Now, That's about the ways of God, both in terms of what he's like, 
but also in terms of what he does. Love has to be what motivates whatever we do. You know, God demonstrates this beautifully. John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he sent his son. It was out of heart of love that he sent Jesus to come and do all that he did. So God himself set such a beautiful example for us. I want to make it clear, it's about love and it's about action. You know, you can't separate those two things. They're very much intricately bound together. Let's look at this, these verses in 1 John chapter 3, verses 17 and 18. It says, If someone has enough money to live well and sees a brother or sister in need but shows no compassion... How can God's love be in that person? Dear children, let's not merely say that we love each other. Let us show the truth by our actions. I mean, those verses, I mean, they speak uh, eloquently for themselves. But contrast it with this verse from 1 Corinthians 13, chapter 3, sorry, verse 3. If I gave everything I have to the poor and even sacrificed my body, I could boast about it. But if I didn't love others, I would have gained nothing. You see, it's not just about the doing. It's very easy, actually, to lose track of loving and end up getting so busy in doing that we end up running on empty and we have nothing left to give. And doing, serving, just becomes a chore. It is so important that we keep the fuel tank full. We need to know and experience the love of God so that that is what comes out when we are practicing the way of Jesus. You know, that list of things, miracles, washing people's feet and so on, and that was just a selection. It just seems so long, doesn't it? So much that Jesus did. And going back to that verse at the end of John, the books that would be written could not be Contained, And yet, do you know that Jesus still had limitations on him? He couldn't just do anything. He had limitations on him. Let's look at John 5, verse 19. This is Jesus himself speaking. I tell you the truth. The Son can do nothing by himself. He does only what he sees the Father doing. Whatever the Father does the son also does. He only does, he only does, that sounds like a limitation to me, he only does what he sees the father doing. Well, how did he know what the father was doing? I mean, he was, I know he was God in flesh, but he was a man, he was a human being like you and me. He knew what the father was doing because he spent time with the father Many, many occasions you read the Gospels, you can see that Jesus takes time aside, goes off into the wilderness. He finds a space where he can just be with the Father. And whatever else the call of God is, the call is for us to spend time with him so that we can see what he is doing, so we can learn his ways and we can walk in them. You know, it's really not complicated. Spending time with the Father. 
It's really, really not complicated. I mean, I think things like, well, pray. Pray. Talk to God. Listen to him. You know, you can just do that anytime, just as you walk. I mean, I know it's good to spend time aside, as I've said, Jesus did, but just in your day-to-day life to pray and spend time in silence. Silence is amazing. Just to sit and listen and allow God to speak to you. I know, I know your own thoughts will try and get in the way, but you can learn to push them aside. And there are ways you can learn to do that. But just to spend time in his presence. Read the word. Read the Bible. Even if you just read the bits you really like. I don't care. Just read something. You know, There's some really, really good bits in there. I promise it's all good, really. But there's stuff in there that's going to help you. And meditate on it. Just think about it. If you haven't got your Bible with you, just think about something you've heard or read before. Spend time deliberately in God's word. Rest. You need to rest, folks. Some of you are working too hard. Not necessarily your jobs, but you're just filling your lives with too much stuff. Honestly, just rest. The Sabbath principle, that's the idea of one day a week that you stop working and you rest and you enjoy that day with God whatever that looks like for you, just to rest with him. And even just during the day, just, I don't know, on your lunch break or something, just to spend a few minutes to rest in his presence, to breathe out, to stop thinking about the day and spend time with him. You know, if you are busy, it's really important that you are resting. Serving is a really great way to get to know the Father. I don't mean doing a job or being on a rotor. I just mean a life laid down. That, that looks for need and, and helps people out, whether it's opening a door or a kind word, where anything, just that serving. It's, it's a heart that doesn't just look for your own needs, but it looks for the needs of others. And as you do that, you'll just experience the Father smiling at you because that was his heart. That's what Jesus did. He laid down his life for others. Yes, in an ultimate sacrifice, but also in the day-to-day stuff. Remember what Trevor shared last week. There is a call to come and die. And there's much of self which will kick against what I'm sharing here. Spending time in prayer, spending time in the word, resting even. You think, well, everyone wants to rest, but people still fill their life with so many things. Doing what he says, being obedient to him, serving him. So it's going to take some quality decisions on our part as we spend time with him we get to know him better we develop our relationship with him like a father and a child we learn his ways and what are his ways his ways are the way of love and with his help we can learn to put these things into practice so in conclusion if you want to practice the way of Jesus. Number one, be with Jesus. Make it your way of life to spend time with him. Remember, he only did what he saw the Father doing. Number two, become like Jesus. Learn to be motivated by love above all else and be encouraged. It's a step-by-step process. And number three, do what Jesus did. Imitate him in everything you do. If you want to practice the way of Jesus, you're going to have to do something. 
Let's just pray. Lord Jesus, thank you that you came to show us what the Father is like. And we understand and we learn that's all about the fact that you are love. And Lord, as we seek to practice your ways to become like you, to be a blessing to the people around us, just as you were, Lord, I pray that you would help us in our daily walk to make good decisions to spend time with you, to be with you, to become like you. And then, Lord, out of that, to actually go and do the things that you did. Lord, we feel so inadequate sometimes in all of these areas. But, Lord, we know that you have filled us with your Holy Spirit to empower us and to equip us that we can actually learn do all of these things and to be this way Lord so Lord we thank you for your goodness we thank you for your faithfulness we thank you for today we honour you Lord we love you we give you the glory Amen. 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 Amen Okay. thank you